Welcome to Breakthrough, the podcast that helps you to get unstuck, move forward, move on, and finally break through to that next level that you have been looking for. I'm Mickey Ruthman, transformational breakthrough coach, speaker, and author, and your host right here on the Breakthrough Podcast. So get ready to break the barriers and break the limitations, and let's dive right on into this week's episode of Breakthrough. Welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And if you're new here, welcome. So happy to have you join. And today is actually something very exciting, a new feature that is being launched right here on the Breakthrough Podcast that we decided to call Real Talk with Mickey and Elisma. Now, Elisma is a very good friend of mine. She's also one of my mentors and coaches, and she was one of my clients before and both of us are mentors to each other and every time that we hop on a call whether it's on the phone or on zoom there's always some really profound stuff that comes out of it Um, and we really get real we get down raw real about the stuff that's happening in our own lives what we're experiencing and we know a lot of other people are experiencing so that is what this new feature is all about it's called real talk with Mickey and Elisma. This is Elisma morgan Root. You can go check her out. I've left a link to her profile in the show notes for you as well. And today we're talking about change, how to navigate and embrace change, and also specifically how it pertains to our identity. So I do hope you're going to enjoy this very first segment of Real Talk with myself, Mickey Rutman and Elisma morgan Root. All right, so guys, we just paused in the middle of our coffee. I don't know where your coffee is. I've still got some, Elisma. Um, <laughs> but pretty much, Elisma and I, every time we have chats, just general chats, whether it's on the phone or it's on a Zoom call, um, we end up having some really profound stuff that comes out of it, um, not just for ourselves, but stuff that obviously everybody's going through. And we just decided to hit record and let you guys in on the conversation because we're actually chatting about something that... <laughs> we both feel is everyone's everyone's been dealing with for two years, actually our whole lives, but the two years, it's just been nuts for everybody. Um, and that is change, dealing with change. Um, Elizabeth, so I know you, you told me what's been, what, why is change a big issue for you right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think change is a big topic at this moment because um, I decided as of January Um, I decided that I'm going to quit my job as a teacher and leave the school where I've been now for four and a half years. And um, I wanted, and so I had to give notice, but I decided that I would finish up the term. So that was up until middle of March. And then, um, then I would focus my time on doing things that I really love, doing things that um, it's not that I didn't love teaching. It's not that I didn't love being around the children and educating them and pouring my heart and soul into into them. It's just that at one point I had to ask myself a question about, you know what, um, teaching is not the same as we know it. The education system is not the same as as it used to be. Um, There are so much pressure on to educate but also to be someone that is continuously pouring into children and building them up and all of those things and I have noticed that the thing that that really broke me was 
even though we would work with children, things at home really didn't change. And I knew that that was where my focus was. My focus was I wanted to be the one that is helping the mother at home and encouraging her and helping her to change a few things at home because she is the direct link around those children. She is the one that has an impact in her family and that goes back to the school. So I just decided that um, for me it was time to leave. Um, I had all of the all of the things started happening and working um, working towards that point where, where I had to really make a decision whether I wanted to stay there or I wanted to leave. And at that point, I just felt like, you know, the pressure of staying the same and the pressure of leaving, it shifted for me. Um, the pressure of staying was weighing down so much on me that I had to make that decision in order to go. Um, I'm fortunate and I'm very lucky that I'm in a position to be able to do that. Um, and so for post few weeks I have been at home finding some structure um, because now it's like being a mom at home and I have to go to my son's um, rugby games and I get to do all of these things that I normally wouldn't get to do just because I was a teacher. So um, it's it's really, really nice. Um, but for me also is change also brings a lot of fear it also makes me question whether I some, sometimes did I make the right choice. It also makes me question, you know, what you really want to do something different with your life, but do you have what it takes? Do you have what it takes to change? Do you have what it takes um, to, to go into this new direction that you really, really want to go into? So for me, change was very exciting, but it has brought along a lot of fears as well. And I think for most people, that's also the case. Sometimes you really want these changes, but the fears are so big and we don't talk about them. We'd rather stay in this known hell rather than go into the unknown heavens that are waiting for us. Um, and we let fear hold us back. And, um, yeah, I think, like, we don't talk enough about that. We'd rather just talk about the things that is bothering us now and continue to bother us where we are at this point that keeps us stuck. And we're not willing to look at the real fear because actually admitting that, you know what, I have a fear of this new journey that I'm on, it makes me question that I make the right choices. <laughs> yeah. And you know what you're saying, something that is so ironic about change, because here's the thing is we, we do, we pray, God, please, I want better of this. I want more of that. I want to change this. I want to do more things in my life. I want a bigger platform. I want to reach more people, impact more people. We're, we're always asking for change, but the moment things change, we go, uh -uh, no, 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 I want stuff to stay the same, but I want you know, I want it to be different. And I think a lot of people go through that because I don't think we realize when our mothers taught us when we were kids that um, but if you pray for patience, be careful because now you're going to learn how to be patient. And when we pray for change, that's, that is a sign that things are going to shake up. It cannot remain the same for us to experience different. I think it was Einstein that said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting a different result, right? So I think that's what a lot of us do. And I think 
change so the last two years there's been a lot of change for a lot of us and it, it was forced change um which obviously rattles the nervous system because for us as humans we're made that way our brain does not like the unfamiliar it likes what's familiar and it anything that's unfamiliar it goes into fight or flight mode it sees that as a threat um, and the reality of the matter is change is not really a threat something changing is not a threat i mean if you Geez, let me ask you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Did you have to change at some point from a BlackBerry to a different phone? Yeah. Okay. Did you at, some point, have to. <laughs> at some point have to change from those old, I was it analog TVs over to the new, you know, flat screen TVs or whatever. This change is a part of our lives. It's the only constant in our lives. We live in a world that's constantly evolving. And if we're not going to get comfortable with change, despite our biological makeup that doesn't like change, um, we're going to be in fear and we're going to be stressed and we're going to be worried. And, and you said something so profound earlier on, and I'll tell you now what's been happening in my life around change as well. But that was sort of one of the biggest catalysts is realizing that as scary as change is, it's actually such an amazing opportunity because change is inevitable. Growth is optional. And mm -hmm. I had to, to just reframe that wording of this is scary. I don't know what's going to happen. The unknown and, and remind myself that the unknown is an awesome bloody place to be because that's where anything is possible. If nothing is certain, it means anything and everything is possible, right? So it's actually it's actually such an awesome place to be, but it does. It's, uh, and, and I think you touched on something there. We might touch on it in today's chat as well, but identity. Your identity has always been, I am the teacher. I am um, teacher, mom, wife, you know, that's, it's a label that we have. Um, and, and we all have those labels. And especially when one of those labels are in threat of changing, whether we asked for the change or we didn't ask for the change, it almost rattles us even deeper because it's not just the change it's oh goodness I've I have had this label for so long if I don't have this label then who am I or what am I and and I think that creates a heck of a lot of fear in most of us yeah I definitely I do agree with that you know what I think it's spot on when you say you know what it has everything to do with identity it is the fact that now you have to become someone new you you have to become someone new and you have to let go of something and someone that you have been for a very, very long time. And like you said, it was just part of something. It was part of your job. It's not you as a person. And it's also one of the biggest places where you will be get attacked. You will be attacked on this place of who are you? Who are you really? Who are you equipped to be? Are you worthy? Are you enough? Are you good enough? You know what? Um, and I think the moment when, when your identity gets, gets attacked like that or you question your identity, you start to move backwards rather than forwards. You don't move forward into this game where you take on the challenge now because in order to do something that you've never done, you have to become someone that you haven't been. So there are things, but that does not mean that you don't have the potential to get there. You'll always have the potential to get there. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's, you, you, it's so true what you're saying because 
at the end of the day, I mean, for both of us, I, I know your hearts and I know my heart is we want to make a bigger impact. We want to help more people. But at the end of the day, if, and in my case, yeah, I might as well share what happened. But in my case, for instance, I cannot have this big dream that I have of really changing lives and impacting people's lives. If my identity is attached to you are coach, you are the person who inspires, you are the one who has to motivate, you are the one, if, if that's my label, my identity, how the hell am I going to serve a million people? Because I'll go nuts. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so that has to change for us to really grow and become and have the things we're asking and praying for. We have to change. And, and it does. It entails certain things falling away that no longer serves us. And unfortunately, um, initially change feels scary. I mean, short, very shortly what happened in my life in the last 11 months um, I went to a shop or shopping mall the one day and it was load shedding at that time. And I was just browsing on, you know, something on one of the racks. And the next moment, I still don't know if I heard the bang first or <laughs> felt it first, but one of the two, both things happened. There was a loud bang and I just felt a pain. And the next moment there was something lying on the floor next to me. And what had happened is a very heavy panel fell out of the roof onto my head. And it's quite a, it's like a double volume story roof. And I'm a tiny little person. So this thing was already heavy and it knocked on my head. Um, and I don't know if anyone, <laughs> have you ever walked into a glass door in your life? It feels like that because <laughs> first you're like, what the hell was that? And where did it come from? But you feel embarrassed because you feel stupid. Although it wasn't your fault. I mean, I did nothing wrong. You feel stupid. So when they asked me if I was okay, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get out of here. Just give me something to put on my head because I could feel there was liquid coming out. Um, but yeah, long story short, I just wanted to get out of there. And that evening kind of some, some symptoms started, which I didn't know were symptoms. But very long story short, it was three to four months of physical hell that followed. Because, you know, I've always, the one thing that I think I've taken for granted is the fact that I've always been healthy. I've never had health issues, really. So my health is not something that I've ever had to do without or that I've had to navigate through. And it was, it was three to four months from there of, you know, first starting with neck issues, then eye issues, then it moved lower into my back. Then my whole back gave in to the extent where I literally crawled in my house to find someone to beg them to bring me painkillers. Um, now, in doing what we do for a living, aside from the fact that mentally you have to be in a good place to help other people, you know, when you're physically not up to doing, I, I can't stand for long. So um, giving training was difficult. I can't sit for long in front of a computer. So creating programs and things like that became difficult. Day-to-day um, -day life, every day there would be a new limitation. I remember when um, I went to the shops and I, I bought milk. And as I took the packets with the milk and I realized I can't get to my car. I just had one bag. But I couldn't get this with, it was too heavy for me to carry. I couldn't get to my car. And I was like, jeepers, you know, is this now <laughs> your new life kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so going from someone who loves walking outdoors and, and, you know, I moved to Cape Town with the purpose of I wanted more of an outdoor life. And all of that just in one fell swoop, just gone. And it, it spiraled down at a stage to severe, severe depression because not getting sleep because of my neck and my back. 
um, not being able to do what my passion and my heart is to do every single day of my life. But the biggest, I think, fear and, and the biggest thing that caused depression, and you'll see that it wants to well up because it's still a, yeah. um, it's still emotionally very triggering, that this whole situation. Yeah. But in one fell swoop, it feels like, okay, the whole, everything I've been working on and working for and living for the last 10 years of my life is busy, like fading away. And there's not, there's nothing I can do because, <laughs> sorry, firstly, I just moved to Cape Town. That costs a lot of money for those of you who don't know. Um, I was not planning financially, aside from the last two years, everything that happened with COVID, to all of a sudden have a whole bunch of medical issues and uh, specialists I've got to go see. And unfortunately, the, the parties at the mall and the shop were not coming to the party. So on top of that, me not being a fighter, I was in the middle of a legal battle, which I'm still in. So all of those elements played a role, but it took, it really took me getting to a point of realizing that you think the issues are the pain, the limitations, the physical limitations you suddenly have. Um, the not sleeping, the then as a result feeling depressed, all the other symptoms, you think that that's kind of what's causing it. But I think what was causing it was the fear, the fear of who am I if I'm not this person? Who am I if I'm not the, the friend who people phone when they have an issue? Because now I'm the one with an issue, right? Yeah. And you feel alone because all of a sudden you realize that you have nobody to talk to because you're the one who everybody always thinks is okay. And literally, like I literally had majority of the people I know tell me when I told them what was going on and finally confided in people, they would say to me, well, luckily you're a coach and you know how to navigate through this stuff. And I was thinking, bullshit. I'm a human being like everybody else who's also now dealing with something. And, And just on that note, I want to tell everyone who's watching this and joining us for this coffee, I don't care who you are. If you are in any form of a leadership role, and what I mean by leadership, it is a mommy, a daddy, in other words, a parent, that's a leadership role, a boss, a manager, a coach, a mentor, majority of us are in leadership roles somewhere in our lives. You have the right to have a down day or to go through something, and you have the right to ask for help. You have the right to be the one who says, now I need your support, because I felt I didn't have the right, because the label said, you're the one who's yeah. supposed to give, not receive. And I think that, that was a, a big aha moment for me. That was actually the one of the biggest turnaround points is realizing that, it, yes, it's the fear of change. Um, but it was more that fear of, shit, but if, if this is my identity, I've had this identity since I was a kid. Um, my surname's Ruthman. I don't know who knows who Dr. Ruth is, but they called me Dr. Ruth at school because I was the one everyone would always come and talk to. Um, and it's, it's that fear of losing identity that I think is, is a scary, scary thing for most people to navigate through. Yeah, and I think you've nailed it there when you said, you know what, sometimes we think we are not allowed to feel this fear just because we have been coaching or have been having in personal in the space of personal development for so freaking long. Um, it is just the thing that 
you know what, we're still human. You still have days. We still have disruption in our lives. We still have circumstances that we feel are really, really big things that happen to us, to our family members. And so many people go through that. And then they feel, but at the end of the day, they're the one that's supposed to be standing upright. And they're the ones who is supposed to be carrying all of this on their shoulders. And the moment when you start opening up to people that you really love, and um, and they care about you, even though sometimes they don't have the necessary tools to give you. Just the fact that they are listening and um, and encouraging you to get through this moment. Because I have heard you also say it so many times. Whatever it is where you found yourself right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, you know, it is exactly where you're supposed to be, but it is trying to teach us something. Our change and our fears are trying to teach us something. And um, in order to move forward, we need to learn the lesson. I remember so clearly when um, there was a period in my life where I wasn't very good at listening to lessons. And um, I would find myself constantly in the same situation over and over and over again. And I was like, but I honestly don't get it. I don't get why I am. It is just a different time and date. It's I'm getting older, but the situation is always kind of like the same. And um, it was just because I wasn't listening to the lesson that was in there. And um, taking taking a lesson and going through to the other side with it is really something that that has changed me profoundly as a person, but it changes you only if you allow it to change you. Because you can stay in that situation and you can stay where you are right now and you can say, but you know what, there's a lot of things that is currently against me in this thing and therefore I cannot change and therefore I cannot go forward. And it is definitely our own responsibility you know what, I know for a fact that I have prayed so many times that God would come and Jesus would just come and change things for me and it would be just proof and it would be gone and you know what, it would Microwave be so gone. much better. Yeah, and it's just like, you know what, just, just like that. And it really doesn't work that way. And the moment when you understand that change doesn't work that way, you you also have to, you are in a partnership when it comes to that. You God used does things and you are also supposed to do things you're also supposed to lean into into the process and bring yourself to the to the table when it when when changes changes to changes supposed to happen Mm -hmm. and then I'm reminded of you know the butterfly the moment when it goes into that little cocoon of it it actually liquefies the process of a, a caterpillar going into a butterfly it liquefies now, I'm just imagining, you know, what like your whole body, except for your eyes, and I think like there's two other things that, that doesn't liquefy, mm. but the rest liquefies in order for the, for, the, for the caterpillar to change into this butterfly. Yeah. And also the butterfly has to apply the pressure from the inside of the cocoon mm. in order to get out for its wings to be strong enough to be able to survive on the outside world. Mm. And we are so focused on the outside of our problems and the outside of our fears that we tend to forget to look inwards, that there is the real strength, that it comes from within, but we need to choose the change that we want to see. And that's, you know what, (laughs) that's the thing, and you just said it as well. Just because somebody's a coach or a mentor or a leader and we know this stuff, 
it, it doesn't mean in that moment when you're in it that you remember that. I mean, I know all of this stuff. And it, it's, it's almost like you judge yourself even more because you, sh you do know this. How do you not know how to get yourself out of this situation? And, you know, we, we go through so much judgment of ourselves, which actually makes the situation worse. But you just said something that is, I think, the very first step to navigating through managing and actually embracing change. And that is to stop resisting the change because we resist change in the form of this shouldn't be happening to me. Why is this happening to me? This is bad. Um, look at everything that's going on. And, and th that whole narrative, instead of, and you know, I always say that if we want to believe in the Bible, we need to believe the whole Bible um, because there's a lot of scripture that tells us, chill out. I know what I'm doing. You know, everything is happening for you and not to you. Um, I know the plans I have for you and their plans to prosper you and not to harm you. You know, all of that stuff, we, we, we know it. But yet when change happens, we go, oh, no, 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 no. Something's happening that shouldn't be happening. This looks bad. This doesn't look good. But you're not God. You don't see the bigger picture. Um, so that is the, the very first step, I think, to really flipping it around is to stop resisting the change because that resistance is what puts us in a mindset of what is going to happen? I'm in fear now, the unknown, instead of going, I'm, this doesn't look okay to me, okay, based on my logical reasoning, thinking as a human being, but I trust that something bigger is at play here. And, you know, I actually wrote three scriptures down, if we want to make this scriptural, um, when it comes to change. If you think change is something, that, that whole cocoon and butterfly thing, if we think that just happens once in our lives, it doesn't several times we're gonna and sometimes you go through big change but to go to a much higher level right to to elevate a lot more and the three scriptures to me that that say that change is change and evolution is what we're here to do we're not meant to get stuck and stay the same um so the one is or the first one is where, where he says, I will continue that which I started in you until the day of Christ Jesus. That tells me he's going to continue working in and on me until the day of Christ Jesus. So that indicates change, okay, is a regular thing. It should be happening. Um, you've got to work out your salvation. In other words, you already have it, but we need to work it out. We've got to walk out ourselves. In other words, constantly learn more things, new things, so that we can get to that point of saying, I know that I have salvation. So that's constantly changing, changing the way you think, changing the way you do things, changing the way you view life. Um, and then the last one is where he says, look, I am doing a new thing. Can you not see it? So all of that stuff has to do with change for me. And for some reason, we... We think that how our life works, it's almost the scale we've got to climb. And it's like, you're starting here and then you've got to go up, 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 up. And you just keep going up. And nothing in this world does that. Nothing. Not the plants, not the seasons, not the tides. Nothing does, just goes up all the time. We have to have ebb and flow. We've got to do this. And it's, I'm not saying that to scare anyone because that's the thing is, Again, we think that the going up and then coming down is scary. It's not. The coming down means you're going up to a new level. You've asked for something. And the turning point comes, like I said, when you stop resisting and you actually say, this is happening for me and not to me. Show it is what I'm 
what I'm meant to learn from this, how I need to heal, grow and learn so that I can go to a new level. And that is what, that is actually what makes change exciting and what, what helped me to embrace, like, I still don't know what's going to happen. Don't get me wrong. But the moment I stopped resisting and looking at the external circumstances and started turning inward again and connecting back to my source and going, okay, this, I don't like what's happening here. This is the scary part of the movie. Like, I want to close my eyes and just go, no, 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 no. But no amount of me freaking out is going to change the story or the, the, the movie that's playing out or that's been written. All I know is that every movie has a happy ending. So um, although I don't know what the ending is yet, I know that you've told me it's for my good. And it's, it's something that you're doing for me and not to me. So that's when, funny enough, you don't just feel better and you can lift yourself out of that hole and that fear. But when you can start seeing the doors open around you, the opportunities, um, all the aha moments I had, all the new stuff I learned. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the, in a nutshell, if I could say, ch why change is not a bad thing and where to start. If you are going through change and you're not handling it so well right now, that's the first thing. Yeah. Stop resisting it. That's, change the narrative yeah, that's, and stop resisting it. That's absolutely true. You know, we really, really are not fond of the idea of change because we we are wired in a way that we are expecting things to be bad after they have changed. So I think one of the things that we can try to do every day is that change is exciting and change is happening for me, like you said. And it's also changing the narrative of your mind. And it goes back also to scripture where you become a new person by the renewal of your mind. It is not the renewal of your circumstances. It's not the renewal of the things that's on the outside. It is your mind, which is the most inner part of your being that is being transformed to give you new perspective. Mm -hmm. So the moment when change comes and there's, there's a lot of fears, you have to have a set of questions that I think you need to ask yourself in order for you to change your perspective on the thing that is happening right now mm -hmm. so that you know that it is not something that is there to harm you, like you said. It is definitely something that is preparing you for a new season to go in to, into higher heights. And that is where your focus should be. You know what? All of us, we have a season where there's, I mean, you have seeds that you sow. There's a watering season. There's a harvest season. There's a season where roots have to be, has, has to go down deep into the ground in order to get what it's needed. And that's really the season when you, you don't see the growth on top, but there's so much growth on the inside. It's like the bam, um, like the bamboos. That, that grows in five years, but for almost five years' time, you've never seen them in the moment when they break ground, they grow so tall, but it's taken them five years. So it is definitely navigating the thing that you have to be able to renew your thoughts, the thoughts that you have around specific circumstances and fears and change in order to give you new perspective so that you can live from a new narrative and then you know that this is not against you, but it's for you and prepping you for a new season that is really exciting mm. and that you're looking forward to, even though you're not certain of the 
of what is go- what is going to look like. I mean, even but you are God certain. To- Make that scriptural. Yeah, we, we are yeah. certain. He says whatever it looks like. Yeah. Gonna be good, <laughs> you know? yeah. So yeah. just because we can't see the picture for us, it's uncertain. But he says it's gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, and and that's and that's it. So it's just really, really having the courage to to look inwards and not outwards mm. when change comes. Yeah, you know what I think. If you aside from the fact that biologically our brain is preconditioned to look for predators and and danger outside of ourselves. It's a very primitive part of us that served our ancestors very well um, because they had to always, in a new environment especially, when when something's different, they always had to be alert of, okay, where are the predators? What's what's our surroundings? And we don't live like that anymore. So it's a part of our brain that doesn't like change and that immediately switches on fear or fight or flight. But if you think about it, we're conditioned that change is bad from a young age because from a very young age, what's the first things mommy do? I got to get my child into a sleep routine. They've got to get into a routine. So this is how things have to be. And then as we grow up, we go to school and there's a routine. School starts this time. Then we do this. Then we do that. So routine is drilled into our heads from a very young age. And that is why anything that's different to routine freaks us out a little bit because like we're like, okay, now I don't know what to do. Now I, I don't have the templates kind of thing of, okay, I know what's going to happen or I know what to do next. And that's the exciting part, man. Think about it. When you were at school and you had to follow, you now know, obviously, having worked at school, you had to at a certain time do a certain thing versus my day is mine. I can do whatever I want to, whenever I want to. It's exciting. Yeah. But our, our brain really is preconditioned to just freak out when it comes to, to change, to go into fear, because it is. It, it, I know there's a lot of people who say that your brain um, is always in the familiar past or the freaking out about the unfamiliar future. And the reality of the matter is, and, and you just said now as well, ask yourself certain questions to change your perspective, but literally ask yourself, pause Look at what your thoughts are about this whole situation that's going on and what you're telling yourself is going to happen because of this or because of the change. And literally ask yourself just one question. Do I have any proof that this is exactly what is going to happen? Because you don't. The brain is a drama queen. It's it's predispositioned to spiral it and just grow it into this big ball of drama. But if you just pause and you, you ask yourself that question and you remind yourself that you actually have zero proof that, and I mean, my, my thinking went something along the lines of, Nikki, if you don't sleep and your back is screwed, you can't work. If you can't work, you can't earn an income. If you can't earn an income, you're going to be on the streets because you're not married and you don't know how many people in Cape Town. There's nowhere you can go live. If you have nowhere you can go live, you're probably going to die an old lady on the street. So it, it, it like, you know, it goes into all of these seriously screwed up thoughts whereas if you just pause and you go do you have any proof that this is what's about to happen right now no you don't so it's a it's a good way of just yeah yanking yourself out of that thought process and reminding yourself you don't have any proof that this is how it's going to play out yeah no that's so that's so true it's really really it is um and it's but it's it's 
still the thing that that you have to do is is be willing to question yourself. Do not take everything at face value and do not believe that all of the things you are thinking at this moment are the truth. <laughs> you uh, on that you subject, knew how you have screwed to, up our minds or you won't believe yeah, everything it yeah, thinks. You it. have to be the one willing <laughs> you have to be the one willing to call yourself out. Yeah. You have to be the one willing to call yourself out. Um for me, um I love I love writing. So for me, I'd sit with a piece of paper and I'd start writing these things and I would actually say out loud like Elisma, are you kidding me? Where does this come from? Like, because you need to ask yourself this question. You, you cannot just ask these. Sometimes for me, I know, especially with, with interrupting of thoughts, I really need to speak, speak it out, speak it out loud. Um, so that I can really start to question myself, but also understand that, listen, this monkey has boarded a train, but you need to get this monkey off it. Like quickly. And the only way that I can do that when my thoughts is like just going with it is I really need to question myself out loud. Like, where is this coming from? What now? Are you back there? Why are you here? You know, it, it's just having, having the guts to sometimes be, be a little bit crazy, seem a little bit weird. Um, because now I'm talking to myself. Okay. So yeah. You're it's talking just to yourself the, anyway all the time in your head. Yeah, you all the time in your loud. mind. You're not, just not saying it out loud. Right? But um, it's really the thing, like, just, just be willing when you start having these things and your thoughts are heading you towards a place where you really don't want to be. It's like having that thing within yourself. You know what? I will question myself. I will question these thoughts and I will ask whether they are serving me or whether they are not, why are why am I here? You know, asking yourself these questions. Sometimes you will get to good answers as well, um, and sometimes you absolutely, definitely need to to phone a friend. Um, and the right friend, the right friend. Right right There's the thing. The right don't friend. find someone who's going to moan with you, but also don't yeah. find someone who is just going to go, oh, you, yeah, yeah, don't this out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they just want to tell you about me. Yeah, yeah. Not that that side. Eh? We, so we live it, in a world where we're in competition over who has the most problems because everyone always right. wants to compete. <laughs> yeah, telling you that. So it's definitely having having some friends that you can phone and friends that you can talk to, but they're not willing to let you sit there. Um, they are encouraging you, but they're also questioning what you're thinking and. Um, and they're trying to, to really help you instead of, you know what, to bring the margaritas. We're sitting in this pool and we're going to just like drink it all up and we're going to complain together. Don't, don't go there. Um, when, when, when you're navigating through change, there is definitely things and people that's also going to change in your mm. life. And it, you also need to embrace that fact mm. that there's a lot of things that will change in your life, but it's also always for your good and not for your for to harm you. Um, and I think that is a perspective that you should continue to keep and continue to keep reminding yourself of because it's it's now something new. Mm. You learn something by repetition and you need to believe that what you're saying is true. If you don't believe that whatever is happening to you is for your good, it's 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 an, and it's not to harm you then you won't believe it even though people say it, even if scripture says it, it it doesn't really matter because it's all about what do you believe to be true for you mm. so um it is reminding yourself until it really really is the truth 
for you that you need to embrace what's coming mm. for, in order for you to just get to a place where it's better and yeah. or becoming someone that you're supposed to be. Yeah, so perhaps I should share what happened when I exactly what you're saying, started questioning stuff and just turned inward instead of looking outward the whole time. So, you know, during that time, I was, I was feeling very alone. I was feeling very isolated. I felt a lot of shame because here's you who's always motivational and helping other people. This is who you are and what you do for a living. But feeling a lot, I remember feeling a lot of shame around the fact that I was feeling depressed um, and, and just going through all of this stuff and not knowing how to get out of it. I felt unsupported. I felt not validated over how this feels for me. And, you know, at a stage, I was kind of looking at everybody outside of me that I did share this with. And I had to get to a point when I questioned it to realize, but, you know, you, you think you're harboring resentment towards the other people who are just humans and they don't know how to handle certain situations always very well. But it's, you've, you're not feeling that towards them. You're feeling it towards yourself. I'm the one who was not allowing myself to speak up about what was going on, to feel the way I was feeling. I put myself in shame over feeling the way I felt and going through this and not knowing how to get out of it. So it wasn't that other people were not validating how I felt and what I was going through. I wasn't allowing myself to do it. So the resentment I had was towards myself and I could only identify that when I did turn inward and ask myself, you know, is it true that other people don't give a damn about you when it's your turn to go through something? And then I realized, no, you don't allow yourself to go through something. My, my biggest, and this sounds crazy to most people, but if you wanted to ask me a question that would put me immediately into fear, then you ask me, how are you doing? It, it became the most feared question any person could ask me on a WhatsApp or on a phone call. How are you doing? Because in that moment, I knew that I would go into, I would lie. I would lie or I would change the subject because in my head, nobody wants to hear that you're not feeling good every single time they speak to you. You're not allowed. To, you're going to be told you're negative. You're going to be told, you know? So it was my little story in my head. And that's the thing is I, I couldn't begin to change that until I realized I'm the one, not other people. I am the one not allowing myself to feel the way I feel. Of course, I dare anybody to not sleep more than three hours a night for three to four months, um, to Terrible. have your whole life changed, to lose contracts and not be able to do what you enjoy and what you love every single day of your life and, and not go into fear and not go into depression and not go into shame over that depression. I would dare anyone to do that. I, I had to literally tell myself, that's normal. That's okay. You can feel that. Um, but it, it took me looking inward. And also, like you said, you and I at the right time, I mean, we've always had that connection where we won't speak for months. And then all of a sudden, we'll just have this urge to find each other. It was at the right time again, where I had that, that one person who could not just validate, it's okay to feel the way you feel. But you know, just, just remind me again that how to pull myself out of that because we can't, guys. Nobody, nobody is made to be an island. And just like everything in this world has ebb and flow, so too do friendships and relationships. You know, when Elizabeth and I aren't always both down or both up, um, 
you know, some days when we speak, I'm down here and she's up there and she's helping me up. And the next time it's the other way around and I'm helping her up. It, it should be a balance. It should never be just one person always pulling the, you know, the other up because then it's imbalanced. But there should be no fear, no shame. If you're going through something or you're not handling something or change that's happening in your life, reach out to someone. And if you don't have a friend, you reach out to myself or to Elisma or anyone who can mentor you and guide you through that. But don't, don't get stuck in, like she said, what did you call it? The monkey train. Um, <laughs> I get stuck train. on that monkey train that's going nowhere. It's actually going nowhere. It's just yeah. taking you in the wrong direction, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, but I think you've said something now that's really, really so valid. And I think that is one of the things that we always must remember. It is the moment when, because we are, we are critical about ourselves, we are hard on ourselves, we have very high standards for ourselves. And we're not meant to be perfect. We are not, we, we weren't made that way. We, we, are, we are born and made unique. And the moment where we embrace the fact that, you know what, we all have these points in our lives that we actually really need help. It is that we need help from someone that is going to either show us something about ourselves, reveal something, like you said, it's either healing that needs to be taken place. It is something that we need to learn in order to pour into some other people at some point in our lives. But it is validating that it is okay to be feeling this in this specific situation. I've read I have no idea where this quote come from. And I think it was a subject of one of the books that I've read. It says that if at first you don't succeed, don't worry, you're normal. We have been programmed so much to think that, you know what, if I don't get a go at, at the first time, then it means I'm a failure. Or if, you know what, I am this person, I am supposed to be the one that has, I mean, one of the biggest people that I think have learned as a, a thing or two about that was Robin Williams. I mean, come on, he was this brilliant man, but he obviously had some shame and guilt about how he felt because he'd taken his own life and he yeah. felt like it was not okay to share that. It's not, and that, and that's the point. I think that's also the thing about this being real, um, having coffee and being real about these conversations that we're having is it's okay. You know what? We're people. With people, we don't have all the answers. We're still looking for some things. We're still going through some things, but we know that there are tools that we can hand and give people and some advice that we can give people in order to help them as well. But they need to know that we have walked this path. Mm. There is our own lives has these ups and downs. We've never been just up. Um, you know what? And, and that's, and that's okay. And that's the beauty of it because we are all people. We are people trying to help people from our own stories and from our own past, but we are there to help and support each other. And we want to be real about these things because we don't want to feel that it's not okay when I'm not okay. We want to feel that, you know what, there is these people that we can talk to. They, and we don't want to stay there. But, but we need some validation from our, of our situation, but, and then we would like to get out of it. Mm. But we need to voice that because anything that you are, are suppressing, it becomes, a, it becomes a disease in your body. You literally can become ill of all of these things that you, you're suppressing inside of you. And we need to, we really need to let it go. We, we, we need to, 
be brave enough. I think that's the thing for, for change to happen. You have to be brave enough to be vulnerable, to share this journey because someone is looking at you right now and they're saying, you know what, but I feel that way, but I do believe that there's something bigger that I want to do and something bigger that I want to achieve. So now that I see, now that I see that there's normal people trying this, I can try to, I can take that path as well. I can, I can show up just as I am sometimes without makeup. It doesn't really matter because I just want to share something that's real and authentic and it's me and it's from the heart. And change really, I think, forces you sometimes to go there. Change sometimes wants to break down the walls that's that's keeping you in such a big box that either you or some other people have placed yourself into and it's like time for you to let it go so that we can be more honest and be more vulnerable and be more real and therefore we are being more human. Mm. Well, in, in light of, and you just said it again, and I will be vulnerable enough because you know this, but I haven't shared this publicly. There's only one or two people in my life who actually know this. But yeah. it's, it's interesting that you just spoke about um, Robin Williams because where the turning point and the catalyst actually came for me in this whole 11-month thing was about nine months ago um, where it had spiraled so far down. I was having a conversation with my mom on the phone, like a WhatsApp conversation, and I had thought a lot about Robin Williams to sort of in that week because it was one of the worst weeks, work-wise, fear-wise, sleeping-wise, back-wise, everything was just out of whack. And I, I kept thinking about him. I was like, I, I get, I get why someone like that did what he did because he's the funny guy. He's the uplifting guy. He's the always happy guy. I'm sure he also had people that he tried to say, I'm not okay to but felt too much shame to actually really share what was going on. And in the heat of just, I don't know, throwing everything at my mom that I was going through, I read, when I read these words, I got such a shock where I said to my mom, I don't want to live anymore. I had spiraled so far down into saying that and really feeling that way. And it was kind of a wake up and an aha moment for me because I was like, this is not who I am. That is not what I want to do. So how the hell is my mind there? And that is what prompted me to turn inward and to really begin looking at what the heck is going on here. Um, and I think it was during that time, just after that, that you and I connected again as well. And I actually vulnerably for the first time shared that this is what's been going on and this is how I felt. And it freed me from um, just being in my own head with the situation and, and spiraling all the way down. So absolutely reach out if if you are stuck and you you don't know how to that's the thing we we live in a world unfortunately where social media is perpetuating that everything's always fine with everybody and i call bullshit on that because nobody's life is a hundred percent perfect all of the time they're showing you highlights of what's going on in their life they're not posting the photo where all the kids have got snot on their noses and the couch is on fire and the kitchen is dirty they're posting the best moments and we are, it kind of conditions us to only share the good, you know, everything that's good and perfect. And, and that's who we have to pretend to be, but that's not realistic guys. And, you know, <laughs> I think I've said this so often, even in my trainings where I say, if you have a coach or a mentor who never ever is going through something you know, or having a hard time with something in their own lives, fire their asses because that means they're not growing. 
It means they are stagnant because for us to grow, things need to change. But I, I want to just leave you with one little bit of hope. And it's something that I've always known, but that I really had to remind myself of this time again. When it comes to growth and change, we can choose to either experience the growth and the change through, through bad, horrible, scary, or from the standpoint of love. And here's the thing. If you're going to have the mindset that change always has to entail something falling apart, me having a breakdown, me something bad happening, and that is then the catalyst to change, then you're always going to experience bad stuff happening to get you to change versus we don't have to go to that extreme. I had so many signs before that event happened. So much stuff happened in my life before that. That was talking to me about identity. That was talking to me about being, you know, also being able to receive and not just give. And I, I ignored all those small lessons and it took a massively big, horrible, initially horrible lesson for me to finally learn this and to finally have that turnaround. And, and we can, we can choose to, the moment something happens that's uncomfortable for us, to say, this is happening for me, not to me. What do I need to learn from this? And perhaps in closing, I'm, I'm just going to give you my little formula that I use and that I give my clients and that I've been using now again, because here's the thing, like I said in the beginning, we all have hopes, dreams, wishes, prayers, things we ask for on a daily basis. We are asking, I like this. I don't like that. I want this. I'd like that. We're asking for change all the time. That's who we are. That's how we're made. We're here to evolve, like I said. So do yourself a favor. And you can either do this by um, categorizing the areas of your life. In other words, what is it that I desire my financial life to look like? What do I desire my career life to look like? What do I desire my relationships to look like? You can either categorize it like that, or you can just overall say, what are the things I want? Like, what, how do I want my life to look in general? And then write that stuff down. And then in a column next to that, you ask yourself the question, what characteristics does the person who has that life, what characteristics do they have, that person who has that life? And then write those characteristics down because you're going to find words like self-confidence, um, authentic, they're authentic and really, they really have a self-love. They do, they practice self-care. Okay, they know that if they're going to be serving so many people, they sow into themselves as well. They learn to receive because if you want to help billions and billions of people, you're going to have to learn to receive some help and support to do that. So write down the characteristics of the person who has that which you're asking for. And hear me today when I say every single thing in your life that is happening from the moment you've asked for that is busy creating that characteristic in you so that you can have that which you've asked for. So if you're going through something, you go back to your list of characteristics and you go, okay, this is the one we're busy working on right now. Because it's going to help you to embrace that situation, learn what you need to learn from it and realize, okay, we're busy solidifying this characteristic in me right now. Um, like I said earlier on as well, it's like when you pray for patience, you're going to learn patience. So you've asked for stuff. Now you're going to learn to become the person who has that. 
Make sense? That makes absolutely perfect sense. So, yeah, I think, if, is there anything in closing you want to say about change? That was like my little wrap-up that I <laughs> yeah. give about change. No, I, think it's, I think it's perfect. You know what? I think that's absolutely, you've, you've nailed it. You are becoming someone. You are becoming someone new. And um, you have to understand that your role in that is either embracing it and looking at it from a different perspective than the one that you have been looking from. And it always comes back to love. It will always come back to love. And um, if you choose to put on those rosy colored love glasses of yours and look at yourself with love and look at the circumstances with, I don't, you can, you can look at it with love um, from your perspective and tell yourself the story that, that you really need to hear in order to become this person. But it is definitely trying to teach you how to become the person that you're ultimately going to be and um, it is really releasing you it is actually releasing you from someone that you have it's not it doesn't have a purpose anymore but it is you need to become someone else you need to be um, maybe it's not being someone else maybe it's becoming more of yourself it is unbecoming who you aren't (laughs) it is unbecoming who you aren't it's unbecoming the labels that you think you you were supposed to be it is and all of these situations is just like like little layers it's pulling it back in order for you to be the truest person that you've always been but um circumstances and people and all of these things have have taught you all of the new labels that you're supposed to have and change is now breaking that down for you. So even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's scary, mm. even though that sometimes it's really, really painful as well. And um, you feel like in that moment, there's not a lot that you can do about it. It's to remind yourself that you know what you have, what it takes to get to the other side of this. And if you are willing to look for the solutions and if you're willing to look for the lessons, they will appear. Otherwise, you will just get what you're focusing on. So train your mind and train your thoughts. In other words, to get that perspective that you need in order to get to the other side of this change that is necessary for you to just become, become who you're supposed to be. Yeah, thank you. You just, that is <laughs> so true. And you just reminded me of something that I'm going to go right down now straight after this. Um, and that is the fact that a miracle is literally just a change in perspective. Yeah. That's all, that's all it takes for a miracle is to just change the perspective because the moment you can see something differently, a different result will appear anyway. So, yeah. It's very interesting, but this this was good. This was good. Um, this I was think, so much fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what, guys, Elizabeth and I were talking before we hit record. We're gonna start recording these chats. Uh, we don't want to commit to weekly, firstly, because she's still figuring out what her schedule now looks like on a daily basis, and my back, unfortunately, still right now. I'm I'm busy changing that. Decides when I can and can't do certain things. But um, we'll record these as often as we can. And if there's anything that you are feeling stuck on or you want us to just chat openly about, because there's some, there is, we live in a world where there's so much stuff. Everyone's going through the same stuff, but nobody's talking about it. And it literally just takes one person saying, 
oh, hello, me too. We're all going through this on some level. So if there's something you guys are stuck on and you want us to chat about while we have a cup of coffee, we're happy to do that. But that's it. That's us for today. So that's it for this episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. And I hope that you found this episode to be thought-provoking and eye-opening and that it inspired you to take action towards living your best life possible because that is truly my intention with this channel and with the content that I share on here. And if you're new here, hi and welcome. Please remember to go and hit the subscribe button for notifications of new episodes as they're uploaded to the channel and to please go and rate and review this channel because I love connecting with you guys and I love hearing from you and it also helps me to reach more people. And then lastly, if you found particular value from this episode, I want you to quickly right now on your phone, take a screenshot of you listening to this episode of the Breakthrough Podcast and go and tag me in a post over on Instagram or on Facebook and um, I'll do a shout out for you and connect with you over there as well. And lastly, guys, as always, remember that you are loved and you are valued and you're amazing and to endeavor to become the change that you want to see. So thank you once again for tuning into the Breakthrough Podcast with me, Coach Mickey Ruthman. Until next time, take care. In all of us, in our hearts, there's love and light that we must realize. We need to feel, we need to use this warmth that could make bright our lives. Realize we need to feel